going on everybody welcome to another episode of your intention matters the podcast i appreciate you being here watching and listening my name of course is still palmadot today i have carolyn carver she's vp sales coming to us from greater wilmington business journal in wilmington north carolina carolyn on the beach on the beach with a palm tree right behind me in my window <laughs> i love it nice to meet you thanks so much for being here absolutely thank you for having me you're welcome. Do me a favor. Say hi to everybody. Provide a quick intro and then we'll uh, jump into your episode. Perfect. Hi, everybody. I'm Carolyn Carver. I've been in media and sales for 25 plus years, spanning two different countries and having a lot of fun along the way. So can't wait to talk to you. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, Carolyn, we just had a couple of a couple of minutes here to chat before I hit record and kind of get centered on on the actual foundation of the podcast. Your intention matters built off of, you know, my mindset that nothing is really handed to us. And as I just said to you, most of us in the world of sales, just never thought we'd even really get into this. And yet here we are. And, you know, you talk about 25 years. And so uh, let's have some fun. You ready to go? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, good. So let's go back in time. Let's go back to uh, you're in the States right now, but you're a Canuck like I am. Let's go back I'm to University of Regina. I see here business and psychology. All right. Yes. So bu business can line up with sales. I got it. But talk to me. Do, when you were graduating, were you like most of us and didn't really have much of an idea or did you kind of have a thought as to what you'd be doing? And what did you think you'd be doing when you got out of school? I really thought I was going to have somebody laying on a couch in my office telling me their problems. And it turned out they just sit in a chair and it's still the same thing. <laughs> so, so, I didn't, so you really had I a vision for being a psychologist? I really did. Amazing. I really, that was my goal. And, uh, you know, I was working part-time jobs, putting myself through university. I had a friend who was in sales, in radio sales, and he used to come by and, you know, we were friends for a long time. And he said, you should try media. And I, I told him, absolutely not. That is not what I want to do. And uh, he courted me for a very long time. And finally, I gave in and it's been 25 plus years and I have not looked back. So Carolyn, was there resistance to being a salesperson or was it more of the media sales that you were a little bit hesitant to? I think really and honestly, it was more about the idea of what a salesperson would be. And we all had that idea in our head of what that really looked like. And I was hesitant. I didn't want to be somebody who was, you know, slinging the next best product and pushy and, and those types of things. So it didn't interest me. And I didn't realize media sales was going to be so different and so engaging and just so robust. So I'm really happy that he took the time to court me as long as he did to, to get me to talk to them, because it's been the best thing I could have ever done with my career. You know, it's so funny that you say that because, you know, my sales pedigree and background comes working with Xerox for about a decade. And that's where mm -hmm. I got my foundation, but I didn't go there thinking, oh my God, they've got a great training program and I'm going to be a killer salesperson. Like I have, I went to York University, took economics and I, I was kind of in finance and credit <laughs> and collections. And I was kind of in that space. 
And then I got laid off and then I was looking for a job, turned down a job that, that I didn't want, got passed over for a job that I wanted. And a buddy of mine uh, called me up and says, hey, listen, I know somebody over at Xerox. They're looking for salespeople. Why don't you interview? And I'm like, sales? Because, because my story was like, <laughs> I, I don't want to force someone to buy something. I really didn't have this position on sales as being yeah. a very ethical position. It was, and yet Correct. there's so much value that we provide. If you do it the right way, it's, it's the most amazing career uh, ever, quite frankly. And so, so he courted you for a while. And I'm curious about, well, you know, once <laughs> you made the plunge, did you take to sales right away? Was it a harder learning curve than you thought? Or was it just like, I'm in? I was in and it was crazy because I think I had gone back for seven different interviews. They kept bringing me back, making me offers saying, come try this. We think you'd be a great fit. And finally, I mean, they told me what I thought I might be able to make in this, in this line of work. And I was, I just wanted to prove them that, you know, is this possible? Can I do this? Is this kind of money available? And can I really have a lot of fun doing this? And so I said, I will give this one year. My goal was one year to see if I could do it. And I literally jumped in and loved it immediately. It was all about the connections with our clients. It was opportunities to help them grow their business every day, every minute of the day was different. And I think that is what drew me to, you know, having such a passion for our industry, because we are helping so many people. But you might be talking to a lawyer in the morning and a bank in the afternoon and the mom and pop down the road, that's just getting started. I mean, right. it is so gratifying across the board. And so was this still in Regina? Or did you have to move somewhere? It was Regina. And I absolutely loved it. I mean, my first sales position was one radio station. Um, you know, I worked for a private company, they were absolutely phenomenal. When I look back at the start of my career, I couldn't have started with a better company because we did have good training. We we did have, you know, ethical way to do business and we had a lot of fun. And so my introduction into media sales was one of the best I could have ever hoped for. Yeah, it was, it was great. So it started off in Regina, but I had my uh, sights set on a big market and uh, Toronto was in my future. <laughs> and so how long did it take for you to make the move to Toronto? I think I spent five, six years with my first company and uh, I wanted to grow. I was really wanting to be in leadership, um, you know, had conversations with uh, the people that I had been working for. There wasn't going to be a lot of movement because everybody um, in our company was really happy and nobody really wanted to move from their positions. And, you know, I look back all these years later, my original uh, general sales manager is still the general sales manager in that company. Is that right? Like, there was no movement, no movement, no growth, but um, a great training ground for me. So that was my goal was to get to that big market and see what I could do. You know, so, I, so I'm a Toronto boy, even though I'm living about an hour and a half north of the city right now, but I lived most of my life in Toronto. And, you know, sometimes Toronto can get a bad rap across other parts of Canada, but oh, we think we're the best. We think the center of the universe and et cetera, et cetera. And I get that a little bit, but, you know, when you move from Regina, which has a few hundred thousand people to Toronto that has a couple of million people at the time, maybe two or 3 million at the time, maybe more. 
Was it a shock to your system? Had you been to Toronto many times before? Were you again, all in like, this is it, the lights are here and I'm on, or was it, did it take some time to kind of feel yourself out in, in a much different environment? Well, it's interesting because I had been to Toronto many times prior to making the move. I had friends that lived there, family that lived there. So I really loved the city and I loved the media space. So I had, uh, you know, wanted to embrace that. And when I got there, I was going to create my future. That was my goal. So I started off, you know, in uh, Nielsen Media. I was working for them for a year. I did um, a mat leave with the Toronto Star while I was sourcing out who I wanted to work for in broadcast media. And I went literally and got myself an interview with one of the ladies who was running a big media company in Midtown Toronto. And I said, you need to hire me. And she kind of laughed and she said, I don't know you. You're from Saskatchewan. What are you going to bring to us? So I turned, I turned it around from being courted in my early stages to working in Saskatchewan. I went after my job and the career that I really wanted. And I uh, found my, we've, you know, grown in that market considerably. And I had a really, really great time living in Toronto, working. It is a beautiful city. It is very robust with media and I miss that piece of it. I really do. Having moved, I do miss being in Toronto, but great, great expansion of my career. Talk about intention and, and, and creating your result because you walk in like, you had to hire me. She goes, who? I don't even know you. Okay, well, <laughs> you're going to know me. And here's, and yet had you not yeah. done that, clearly they would have never found you. And, no. and so, so you're no. the one who created that result. It's amazing. Yeah, I I really had intention and you know, at that time, that's definitely a word we weren't even using um, to think about what I was doing, but I really wanted it so bad. Um, I had a passion for this industry and being in that market, just the opportunity to network and to work with some of these really big brands and companies around the country. Um, it was just so exciting. There was no way I was going to, to not find my place. And I'm really happy I pursued that. And so how long was your tenure in Toronto? Um, or so, or Southern Ontario decade. even? A decade? Yeah. With the oh, same company? Least, yeah, um, no, we, we oh. got bought out. So when I started with uh, the company that I wanted uh, to be at, where I, where I told them you have to hire me, um, they were sold to another company out of Montreal. And uh, that was a really great experience too. I literally moved upstairs. Uh, we were in a very big building in Midtown, and uh, I went from the second floor to, I think it was the 17th, um, you know, so we moved upstairs, and we had a much greater portfolio with outdoor and television, and it was just really great fun time to learn a few different mediums within our space, and uh, the company was awesome, so it allowed me some travel to Montreal and just exposure, continued exposure to to. Canada with a media, you know, in that media space it was pretty wonderful. So how did you get to the U S and, and, and where <laughs> did you, where did you kind of set up shop when you first went to the States? 
Well, you know, sometimes you look back and you go, wow, did I really make that move? Um, I have a lot of family in the U.S., so there is dual citizenship across the board, and I always wanted to live in the U.S. That was something as a kid I wanted to do. But strategically, I wasn't set to do that with my career. I was really happy in Toronto, but I met a man who happened to be in New York. And, you know, that kind of swayed um, my decisions. Yeah. <laughs> and so you went for love. Did you go there with a job? No, I didn't. And what's interesting is when you make that decision to cross into another country, um, because I wasn't dual citizen, most of my family was, I was not. I had to sit out for almost eight months waiting for the opportunity to have that working visa to be able to find a job and um, make my career in another country. You know, Carolyn, I don't know you obviously other than this podcast here, but you don't strike me as someone who can just sit on the sidelines for eight months and be okay with that. How did you manage that better part of a year? Yeah, I didn't. I started my own media company. So I was working for sure some did. prior clients. Of course I did. And uh, doing that, I mean, you know, I was busy trying to also create my new my new career and future in the US. So I started meeting with media companies in Buffalo, New York and Rochester and deciding what's the best fit for me and where should I land where I can, you know, help them grow their sales department and really have fun and be energized all over again the way I was when I was in, in Canada. I'm assuming yeah. with you still being in the U.S., you eventually did get your, your work visa and were <laughs> able to, to actually earn an income and, and pay yeah. taxes and, and do that. And so uh, where did you go? Well, I ended up um, with a really great company, Townsquare Media in the U.S., and started there in Buffalo and moved over to iHeart a couple years later. That got me to the North Carolina region. Loved it. Loved it here. Um, and then did a stint in Texas, spent a couple of years in Texas. My my whole career has really been on working for companies where we need to increase the sales and the productivity and make some changes and, and be bold and be brave. And so that's kind of been what I've been really focused on when I start working for a company. So yes, my career landed me, uh, you know, in New York to begin with, um, Western New York. And that, you know, that has led to North Carolina and to Texas and then back to North Carolina in the last few months, which has been amazing. So now when you went to the States, appreciating that you didn't really go on a work transfer and you're following your heart. And did you have a vision for, okay, I'm going to live in Western New York and this is where I was going to go. Or did you have a intention once you were there? No, there's good. There's bigger stuff here. There's other stuff I want to do. And I, and I don't say bigger as in Buffalo is not big, but you're obviously doing other things. So like, what was your thought when you went, when you landed in the U S was it, uh, here's where I am, or was like, this is a springboard into other stuff at some point. I think, you know, originally it was, this is where we are and I'm going to enjoy my time, but you know, I needed to really understand the media landscape in the U.S. because it is very different from Canada, um, even down to some terminology in totally. our media space. It's different. And so, you know, when I realized what types of opportunities were out there and the growth that, you know, I saw my career still being able to achieve, um, that was that became the springboard of, OK, what's our next step? 
and who do I want to work for and how do we make that happen? You know, with, yeah. with what I do for a living, obviously the last couple of years with COVID, it's been all virtual and, and on, on demand and so on. But prior to that, probably 50 flights a year traveling around and, and most of the business is in, is in the U.S. And when you think about the, the Continental 48, sometimes you forget it's even the same country. There's, there's so many differences between where you're at. And so I, I've been to Buffalo many times given where I live. So I know Buffalo fairly well. I've been to North Carolina. I've been to Texas. But in, in some ways, they're very night and day in terms of their, their lifestyle and kind of their thought process. And so um, significant difference for you and a big adjustment going from, from New York, Western New York to Texas? Yeah, I will say your the way you do business is very different the minute you get into the South. And I even experienced that in North Carolina. There is something, there is a very big synergy between Canada, the border of Ontario and into Western New York. A lot of business done the same way. You know, people are very direct. Um, it's very transparent. We're just very much about business. And the further south you go, business is all about relationships here. Mm. And it is a slower decision making process. And the environment, it's just different. And you really have to, you have to figure out the way that you can be successful in this environment, because it is different. And Texas is very different. <laughs> it is big and bold. And, you know, business is done differently. I was in Houston. I was in Amarillo. You see two different sides of Texas from West Texas to, you know, um, big city Houston. And even within Texas, it is like being in two different worlds. It's yeah, very, very different. You know, and obviously me not living there, but I know that sometimes the pol the political climate can play a big factor <laughs> as well in terms of where you, what side of the coin you're on as well. And so did, did you like living in Texas? Was it an enjoyable time for you? Um, I think the people are fantastic. I will say I didn't love the weather as hot as I like, uh, you know, the weather to be and sunny. Texas is pretty hot. It's pretty mm. crazy. So um, that piece of it, I will say I didn't love. But there is something that drew me back to North Carolina. There is, it is just a really special place here. And it's hard to describe if you've never been, but the people and I just, I don't even know how to, how to preface this, but it is truly the people and the business climate in North Carolina that has been the best I have been exposed to since being in the U.S. It's quite amazing here. Did you uh, put yourself out there for the move or did they find you and you said, okay, I'll talk to you or were you looking? Um, I think, you know, having spent three years at that point this fall, early this fall, my goal was to get back to North Carolina. And so I had some feelers out. I have a friend who's a recruiter, um, does a great job. I've known him a decade since I've been in the in the States. And I said to him, I said, you know what, North Carolina is on my radar. So when you find me something that makes great sense where I can add value, have fun, be passionate, then let's talk. And he goes, oh my God, like I have something right now and it's at the beach. And I'm like, okay, we're sold. sold. Okay. What do we need to do to do this? Yeah. And yeah. so the man you followed still in your life? No, unfortunately no. he passed away at a very early age. Yeah. Oh, Karen, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. So sorry to yeah. hear that. 
life geez. happens. It, it, life does it, happen. Yeah. But it sounds happens. like, geez, I mean, you, you took an unexpected turn and it sounds like you, you've managed it. Probably you're still managing it every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet here you are, you know, fighting the good fight. It's been just incredible story. I mean, I, I'm listening to you speak and it's like, she's got so much energy. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. You, you must, that must come through when you are working with your team, as well as uh, the clients that you work with, that there, there must be a contagiousness to you because you've got a lot of energy. It's amazing. It must be that Leo side of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say, you know what, the, the one thing, it's so important in life that you really do what you love because life is just too short. And I saw that firsthand that you really have to love what you do. And I truly love what I do. And, you know, just the people I get to meet, I love the networking facet of it. I love the helping people. I love my teams. I, you know, I'll go to bat for them and I want to see them succeed. And so that's just been my whole career path of helping people succeed. And it's incredibly gratifying, which allows me to be happy in life. I'm, I think I'm a very happy person. And, you know, I think a lot of that does come straight from picking the right career, accidentally picking the right career for me. Right. It's worked out well. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, m- much respect for your outlook on things in- incredibly. And I-, I have to ask you, you know, so as we're recording this, you know, kind of March, 2022, you know, the word COVID is hardly new at this point. So it's not like we're talking about something that w- we all have to figure out. It's been a couple of years. <laughs> But how did you manage the last couple of years? It sounds like you had a job move in there. Right. It looks like it sounds like you moved states. And did you have to adjust pretty quickly to the virtual? Were you kind of built for that already? And how have you handled the last couple of years? It's interesting because um, prior to COVID, and when I say prior, I mean within two months, um, mm. we were going through a complete overhaul in Amarillo. I was uh, I was running that market there, and we literally had everybody working from home because we were gutting our building. So we started virtually a couple months before COVID even became known. So we were already acclimated to the idea of working from home. We just didn't expect it to last for years. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think... You know, I think that helped us in that early stage. We were already custom. We were already on Teams and Zoom, and we had figured that out. And, um, you know, then we had to get creative, quite frankly, about how do we work with our clients? We had so many people that were fearful of losing their business, of what this was going to look like. So we had to think pretty quick on our feet about being creative, helping them keep staff? Are their doors going to stay open? What do we do to help them through it? And I will say, I'm, I'm really proud of the teams that I've managed over these last couple of years through COVID because they've done a phenomenal job and we've come out that other side. It's great. Um, you know, I've seen it from a couple different states, like you said, from a political side too, you see yeah. the differences um, in states and how people approach things. And it's just nice to feel like we, we've got it. We figured it out. We know how to move our business forward. We know how to keep moving forward regardless of what hits us now. So yeah, it's been, those two years went by really quickly. Thank goodness from our side, because we were moving fast and we had to keep, we had to keep changing. And so when did you move back to North Carolina? 
um, right at Christmas time. Oh, like, <laughs> so like just two here, or three months ago now. Yeah, two and oh. a half months. It was a whirlwind. I mean, I was out here in November and uh, fell in love with everybody and everything and said, okay, we're going to do this. Let's go. And uh, we were here just after Christmas. Is it the same North Carolina that you left? It's better. Better. Nice. <laughs> it's better um, because I was more inland before with being in Greensboro, Winston-Salem. So I did not have access like I do to the beach, which is seven minutes away from me. So I can smell the water. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's a pretty great place to be. So are you ever coming home? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, yes, for family functions and uh -huh. reunions, but I don't think um, I can ever go back to the snow and the cold. I will say there's something really special about wearing sandals 365 days a year. <laughs> well, I can appreciate that as a guy who lives in four season living. That is... Uh... <laughs> That is well said. And so, Carolyn, I have to say, listen, I, I really appreciate you being on. What a great journey. You start in in Regina, Saskatchewan, born and bred. You, you, you go to school there. You get into sales, kind of kicking and screaming like most of us because you had this story. But I don't want to be a salesperson. It's kind of grimy. And, yeah. and it's, it's just not really. what. And then you realize, no, it, it can be a very ethical um, you know, very rewarding profession. If you do it the right way, you find media, you, you know, you bounce around, you go from Regina, make it happen in Toronto. I, I love that story about you got to hire me and here's why, who, I'm sorry, who are you? Have we met? And then, well, you're going to know who I am. You, you, you do very well in Toronto. You follow your heart. You go to the States, uh, um, Western New York, North Carolina, Texas, back to North Carolina and uh, new job in the fall. So congrats on, on everything you've been able to do up until this point. It's fascinating. Thank you. No, it's been it's been an amazing adventure. It's not over. I love the adventure. So, you know, I've got lots of years left to go here. But I will say there's something very enduring about where I am. So this might be the spot that I stay, but still more adventures to come. You never know what those are. <laughs> I love it. Carolyn, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet. All right, everybody, let's wrap up this episode right now. Remember, your intention matters. Why? Because as I say, that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here. We'll do it again next week. And let's go Leafs.